Hello and welcome back to the Comeback Podcast. As usual, I am your host Connor, and as you will be aware by now, I like to interview people from Saigon, Vietnam, and also around the world on a wide variety of topics from self-development, creative projects, entrepreneurship abroad, and more. Today, we're diving into fitness and nutrition as the primary source of the conversation, and I am delighted to welcome my Vietnamese guest to the show. It is Mia, and we're going to discuss her fitness journey, her journey into nutrition, her knowledge, her experiences, her stories, and see where this conversation goes. I'm excited for this one. Mia, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And just to kind of give an overview, what I usually do is just to understand the person sat in front of me today, I dive a little bit into the background, just a general backstory, like not every single year, not the life story, but just a little overview. So if you don't mind telling me, Mia, um, kind of who are you? <laughs> what was life like growing up? Where are you from? Just a general overview. Do you mind introducing? Sure, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so my name is Mia and uh, I have a business here in Taodien, uh, KBF Kickboxing Studio. Um, so I'm right now as a fitness coach. I'm original from Dak Lak, a small town in the central highland of Vietnam. So um, I have been spending a few years abroad and come back in Vietnam in 2017. Um, I'm original not working in fitness, but I start my fitness journey in 2017 and start working in fitness in 2019. Excellent. What was it that was the catalyst for your 2017 introduction into fitness? Why did you begin at that point? So um, my journey start with kickboxing, which is <laughs> a weird podcast. So I started training kickboxing in 2015, uh, but I moved back to Vietnam summer 2019 holding a degree in international business. I work in marketing and like many others, you know, you know that you support to train, but you have a nine to five job and it's never a priorities. It got pushed down the roads and it's really start when my partners, he changed his job as well. And we start a little kickboxing class in a friend yoga studio. And that's right, it's 45 minutes from where we live. And on that ride, 45 minutes, everything can happen. And mostly unpleasant moments because traffic is stressful. I have long day at work. He have long day trying to figure out between job, what he do next. And, but then, you know, after the class, it's always feel better. Everything is more tolerant. Everything is easy to do with. And we're always positive and happier. So we said to, our, um, we said to each other, this, this is what we need. This is really, really will help us in the long term. So, you know, it took us a little bit time, but finally we have the courage to step out of the corporate life and mm. start us, um, our own studio. You know, create a space where we can train, put our need in and also to share with other people as well. Absolutely. No, and I love that ethos. I love that idea of kind of creating that safe space and that place designated to a particular area such as kickboxing or fitness and also having the courage to leave a corporate role where nothing against the corporate career if it's for you, but it can be quite difficult, say, leaving that stability yes. and moving into the unknown <laughs> where yes. you don't know what's going to happen. and. Yeah things can go wrong and yeah. you will be faced with challenges. How, how long did it take you, would you say, from thinking about going into fitness in your own kind of studio between actually doing it? So we start in 2017 and um, I still holding my, my, my job. So my partner, he done it eight years and he said like, that's it, I'm wrapping it up. And he moved back to Vietnam with, with no job. So he start finding what he do next and then fitness come and says I just do this in the meantime so we open the studio he mainly enjoyed a bit while I'm still juggling between job and helping him out because obviously I'm local dealing with landlord and all that stuff mm. um, and then I helping him with coaching as well because one person coaching the class is really really hard um, and then step into 2019 when we we see what we do and we have the vision for it and we see it grow so we moved to Taudin and then I quit my job completely. Excellent. Yeah. And that's how it's come about. Yeah. That's more of the business side and I'm definitely interested in exploring that and what you do and kind of tips and tricks. But before that, let's like kind of dive still around the background area. 
I'm wondering, so when you started, so like, let's say training, the reason I ask you is you mentioned it would go down in the pecking order. Yeah. And I've also been there. I'm sure yeah. everyone has where yeah, yes. it's I'll train if I have time. Yeah, sure, and I think yeah. a lot of people make that shift from I'll train if I have time to right, when do I have time or yeah. what do I have time around my fitness? Yeah. Like it's that transition. Yeah. And I've noticed that from interviewing several fitness professionals recently and on the podcast. So I'm wondering, when did you get to the point yourself from when you started your fitness journey, as in like a beginner, to the point where it was just something you felt like you had to do into something that you centered the rest of your day around, if you know what I mean. Yeah. When did that transition happen and how did it work? Um, I think it, it starts in early 2017 when we start with that fitness class and we realize this, the benefit has come with it. So when he start, um, when we start up in the, the studios, he would, I would train in the class, I would taking the class if I need and then being an assistant coach and then we both taking because now we have a studio so we can't be serious about the the career path that we might ship into so we both taking um, courses in uh, coaching fitness and nutrition and from then you know it's not just from our journey to see people loving it and doing it at the same time it gives you the courage and being a coach in the class you have to set example, you have to walk the talk. So that's motivated uh, to keeping fit, getting improved every time. And also we do kickboxing. So, you know, it's a skill that you have to develop throughout the time. So the more we do, the more we fall in love with it, the more you see the progress, the more you stick with it. And uh, just like the beginning, like I understand it because I was one, beginner level is the hardest part to stick with. Because obviously after the beginning level, you feel capable, you feel empowerment when you be able to perform, be able to, to, to finish the session and push yourself, uh, push yourself very hard in um, um, a fitness sessions. But when you started, you feel incapable, <laughs> the opposite. You feel a little bit vulnerable as well to show yourself, like especially in the environments, depends on the environment. If you have a supportive environment, you feel a little bit safer. But still, you know, people feel intimidating. People feel a little bit vulnerable to show your weak size to others and to the coach, you know? So for me, I was lucky because my partner trained me. I have an incident with kickboxing. I'll tell you a bit how I get into it uh, and how that's related to the business as well, the model that we come along mm -hmm. with it. Um, but without him helping me throughout and have uh, capabilities and also someone to do with, someone who coach you through, I wouldn't be sticking with it because we date back 2013, but I didn't get into kickboxing in 2015. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't have influence in two years. It's looking at him watching fights and stuff, but I never interested in like, let's try kickboxing. Right, yeah. okay. Until one day he convinced me to. Okay, yeah. You mentioned the incident. What was the incident? Was there like a... So, so he took me to the kick... Like, after convincing me to try kickboxing, he took me to a kickboxing class. And I obviously got someone who trained since he 15, so he knows stuff. So he got me gloves and shin pads and everything. And then they put me in sparring class where I'm the smallest in the class, obviously. And the girl was beginner as well, and she didn't have shin pads, so she kicked me. And born to born is hot. And myself is my ego, just like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, Mia. But it's really, really hard, and it could put you off with kickboxing. And that's in general, gym, you know, kickboxing view as a very masculine sport. But I love it. I love the learning aspect of it. I love the feeling of empowerment. But so many women or so many people get put off by going to a traditional kickboxing gym, whereas it's very egoic and people just don't know the level and people intentionally or not intentionally hit you hard and then can you can send you home straight and I'm not going to do mm. it again. Like I didn't come back to the class, I just go into the park and train with him because I said I'm not coming back because mm. I feel very, very intimidating and very shy and very, you know, feel incapable really because it's two ways of reacting to it. Either you got scared and you're not coming back, or you're a bit fiery and then you go back harder and mm. then it become a mess, you know? Right, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a difficult balance of kind of gauging the level, yeah. engaging like progress. Uh, I've never really 
understood a journey more of, say, for example, the process mm -hmm. than, say, martial arts, where I have so many friends heavily involved in the space who say, no, you really need to take your time and learn yeah. your level yeah. and learn your position, otherwise you'll be seriously hurt. Yes. Like in that example where you could just go, all right, just go straight in sparring, and then you think, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, kind yeah. of sore. Yeah. So it's about really just gauging that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just very, very hard because, you know, in the uh, class size that big, you know, even the coach walking around to make sure that, you know, but it's easy it's just when he look away, it's you know think and happens you know so that's why that's why um, we we create that concept of KPF kickboxing is you know we introduce kickboxing make kickboxing approachable and more more uh, friendly for people you can use kickboxing at a fitness tools you learn the skills but you don't need to fight because I never interested in fighting you know I don't want to get punched and I don't want to punch people either you mm -hmm. know I like to put on the back. It's stress release and it's very good. And I can put out a lot of energies out. Um, I feel great after it, and I get fit. But you know, other factors, I don't, okay. I don't enjoy it. Kind of come in. <laughs> KBF. Yes, that, KBF. What does yeah. that stand for? It's kickboxing uh, fitness. KBF kick uh, kickboxing fitness studio. Ah, excellent, yeah. excellent. And in in terms of your own studio, from your own experiences, where you've had that. I don't want to use the word negative, but maybe, maybe let's say negative experience in that regard. Mm -hmm. How do you make sure that your own, say, culture or your yeah. own ethos is the most effective for people to come and train at? How do you make it as strong as possible? Um, it is, it is KBF uh, uh, creators uh, surrounding my need and using what uh, my partner Michael uh, expertise because he start when he's 15 and he also play music, he play guitar, so he start music a little bit even younger. So we put that in together uh, to create a class that half the class will be fitness, half the class will be kickboxing. However, there's no sparring between members. So you got to learn proper technique, the class will be hard, um, but you got to practice on heavy back under instruction of uh, the course. So you learn a bit by bit um, and then apply to, to practice to gain the skills. Uh, but you don't got put together mm. to sparring. Right, I see. Yeah. So it's quite an inclusive culture and it's yeah. also quite safe, shall yeah, we say. Yeah, it's safe to train. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel safe, you feel supportive as well because it's no sparring, so there's no better or worse, you know, like people mm. just focus on when the music on, you focus on your back, you focus on the combos that you're giving and just practices and you have great workouts um, instead of you know, there's no sparring, so there's no ego. There's no, no comparisons. There's mm. no, yeah, so the, the environments of the KBF community is very, very supportive, very nice, yeah. Definitely. What kind of values do you hold close for KBF, as in, is integrity, respect, honesty, communication? These are all words that come across from different organizations. Yeah. I'm yeah. wondering about yours specifically. What kind of values do you hold quite dearly to you? Um, we have value for the coach. We need the coach to walk the journeys. We walk the talk. We always want the coach to, to always making progress, always learning and be better at what you do. Uh, for, for, for the environments around and it includes members as well. We want a supportive and friendly environment where everyone is accepted. We have wide range of people, people with different size and share people with different age as well. We have 15 years old until 60 years old. Uh, member so and the way that the the class conducted is it's adapt for everyone because mm -hmm. we do fitness in interval training so you know you do in time there's no such as rep that you have to compete to so whatever you can do in the time you can complete at that time and also the the class is made for busy people <laughs> it's 50 minutes you come in it's a hard class you come out you're happy you know like um, we know that it's hard for people to you know based on our experience when mm -hmm. you have a a job that's you know stressful and you know demands a lot. You don't have much time to to go into the gym, trying to warm up, doing this and that. You know, in here you don't have to think. You come in, the coach is there, there's the lesson is planned for you, and then you just go and fifty minutes feels so quick, and Sorry, then you come 50 out. Fifty or fifteen. Fifty. Fifty five zero. Yeah, five right, zero. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Just clarify. Yeah, yeah, it's almost an hour, but you feel it's fast because it's fast paced, and yeah. and you know the music combining with lighting, so it's it's quite a unique concept, and I think we we the first one who brought this concept to to Vietnam. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If I was to speak to some people who train with you, mm -hmm. who for example have you as a coach or your partner or anyone at your organization, what do you think they would say in like describing your coaching philosophy? 
my coaching philosophies would be, um, I think it would be some, um, I would say, I always said to my clients, everyone is beginner at some point. And every fitness journey is very personal. So you can't compare yourself with anyone. Um, and I rather, like there's no shortcut in this. Um, I will always coach my client to adapt a long-term approach, changing your, your, your eating habits, your training habits, and adapt bit by bit, and adapt the schedule so somehow you stick with it. If, you know, like some people go from one, zero to hero, you know, so, you know, so that, that's it, it's New Year, so I'm coming, <laughs> I come in five days a week, and you know, like you have other elements in life as well, or you're not just having fitness as one. I have fitness at major, uh, elements in life just because I work in fitness but for a lot of people it's just it's just something that's you know it's a part of life that you have to priority to do it to keep your health and and to to, to keep you fit but also you know some things happen like I have mother with kid you know they can sick, get sick sometimes and the progress always go up and down you always have up and down moments but if when you see it the big picture you always say that you spiral up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen so many of these diagrams where it's only when you look back and you see the spiral up, as you yes. mentioned. Because yes. when you're in the moment, you might think, oh, fuck this, or this yeah, is too yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the messy middle where yeah. you've gone too far to go back, but not quite at that end point. And you yes. think, is this worth it? Was this ever worth yeah. it? But it's crucial to yeah. kind of step yeah. back sometimes. And philosophy is, is a lifelong journey. It's, it's not a, a program where it's six months, one years, or you know, three months programs. Not you have to keep consistent with it mm. if you want to. Moderation, moderation is the key. Absolutely. So you adopt bit by bit, adopt with your, uh, but don't neglecting it. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Are there any main mistakes that you see people make? For example, going too fast, or trying to change too many things too early, or believing something they read on the internet or you know like it is it is it's quite overwhelming with internet nowadays right so when i start um obviously for me now we're talking about food for me food have to be enjoyable you know like if not it's the point what the point to live life exactly. food is the big things amen <laughs> <laughs> but like you know when i met my partner he trained for fights before so his diet is fighting diet include chicken breast broccoli and rice i said I have energy, so I feel like I have good food to train, I have energy to train, but I didn't enjoy the eating at all. And he said, like, food is just fuel. I said, no, it's not <laughs> not apply for me. So I, I have to look and, uh, you know, gathering recipe, testing it, and it takes a little bit of time at first, but when you have it's on your hands, and then it's good for life. Absolutely. So I can enjoy food, but eating healthy food as well. And the rule is 80 to 20. So 80 of you know, whole condensed nutrition food and then 20 soul food. So whatever you fancy, really. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Does that work at, say, split over days? So for example, with five days you do well and then the, the weekend, you, <laughs> not, not like pick out, but like, you know. Yeah, it's, but that's one of the mistakes that you're asking about. So once people are doing so well in the week and then they have, I have one cheat day. And then they put back on top of the myself because, yeah. you know, it's a calorie in and calorie out. It's yeah. a, 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 a basic principle in nutrition and um, depends on how active you are what require your job is and your highs your you know your ways and if you want to lose weight or maintain weight or gain weight so you have a certain calories uh, band that you can eat so are you on calorie deficits or surplus or maintaining just equally so it's kind of taunting at first when people have to count calories but how many ingredients you eat daily, you know, you go around to chicken breast, maybe beef, maybe some pork, lean pork, or some, some other ingredient and veggies. So you have to just learn it in the first couple of months and then you don't have to count anymore. But when people come into diet, people just think so hard about it and people just counting every single thing and people feel it's so hard or people just like, you know, counting every single thing and have cheat meal bump. You know, you mm. put back on all the calorie deficits that you, you earn during the week yeah. in one meal. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it really is a shame when I kind of look at it and look out from perspective that you have that kind of what's the word, uh, anxious mindset of yeah. just being so restless and focused on like a certain number and yeah. then losing it all kind of on the Saturday. Yeah, but, but that's why it's like a, a business circle, right? Yeah. It just go 
back and forth. So you feel yeah. good and then you drop it and you feel like you're losing it and then you got on that rails again and you're not trying to pick it up and it's like maybe in two moments and then you start <laughs> again and then you come back to it. Mm. You know, um, it just mainly is you need to learn the principle. Of course. Um, and you just need to know about food a little bit so you have make a more like smart choice of food. For example, you know, instead of having a very high calorie food, you switch into lower calorie food and more satisfied and fill you up longer and better for your health. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And work out what suits you more and your yeah. body type and all yeah, these yeah, factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes preference as well, you know. Excuse if you me? want to eat good food like me, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to find out what type of food you like yeah, and absolutely. try to adapt to it. Yeah. But people tend to neglecting this because think that it's not important but it is important to make time to figure this out and then when you figure it out it's good for life you know you don't have to do it over again but when you're wasting your time to trying to you know to do exactly someone diet or following this fab and that fab and then you you lost it and then you come back again. So it takes more time. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can definitely see it's almost like a short-term, yeah, short-term gain for yeah. long-term wood and that kind of thing. I'm wondering about concepts such as like cheat meal and yeah. things like that because I've had people on here before who've talked about the, the dangers of that, of kind of labeling things good and bad or cheap yeah, 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 and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing when yeah. food is food. You yeah. know, like it should be enjoyed regardless yeah. of whether it's cheat or not, shall we say. Yeah, yeah it, it, it just come down to no cheat or not, it's just food better food or you know like a little bit more better food like the processed food uh processing food still have the same calorie as whole food mm. or sometimes whole foods have more calorie ends for for your diet plans if you want to be in the calorie deficits however in a long run which one is like you don't see the benefits now but but in the long run you see it and also how you feel as well you know i haven't seen anyone can do that if they can do it hands up good for them <laughs> to have a pizza and come train, you know, if you feel good, <laughs> go ahead, doing it because, you know, a pizza with, you know, a, a pasta or it's all food and what you enjoy more, but how you feel when you train, when you have that, that nutrition food, because I do it myself and I can feel that when I eat right, I, when I eat whole food uh, and more veggies and more protein, high protein food, I get back the nutrition that I need to train. So I feel better, I feel lighter when I wake up in the morning. So this requires a certain time to test it out and feel it for yourself. But yeah, you don't need to label food. Of course. When people say like, you know, I said soul food. I want to eat chocolate sometime, I eat chocolate sometime. When I fancy a pizza, I saw someone have Tomino pizza down there. So it's just like hmm, a bit early, Saturday in my time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't matter, but it's, it's more mainly of you know, understand what you input in, what your goals, if it's in line with your goal. If you just want to, to feel good and just eat whatever you want to eat, but don't expect eat whatever you want to eat and <laughs> want to have sick packs. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Some things to be, can't coexist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering here about the initial stages, you know, when you put in that time and invest that time yeah. early on, where you work out what food's good for you, what mm. food has a certain amount of calories and more. It might be different from person to person. What, what is, say, if you can, give me like an average of how long you should spend, say, in your early fitness slash nutrition journey, working out what foods are best for you. How long do you think it? It's, it's, it's so easy now because everything's on the internet, especially in before. It's harder because you know, like, you don't have many sources of information. But now it's all already there. You just need to find a reliable resources. Uh, for example, you know, the calorie of chicken breast and you know lean pork or beef lean pig, beef is the same in every website you know and the the recommended portions of like you know you have certain percentage of protein how many gram protein based on your your activities in your body so you just need to find the tool to uh, to know what you need on your daily intake and then just learn a few main things that you used to eat used to cook and then you know how to plan in your day well mm -hmm. with, with, with your meal. So just portion you. A lot of the time that people are eating well, but people don't portion well. The portion is uh, the, the main things because you eat more calorie than you, you should take of in. Course, yeah. 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 Or you snack. <laughs> yeah, that can be a danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That can come out of the blue. Yeah, so, but if, if you just you know, maintain your weight and don't do too much moderation, you know, you're fine. And, you know, only when you have certain goal, like you said, you know, you said this, by this Christmas I want to lose, mm. you know, certain, and then you're on a more strict 
of calorie counting. Of course, yeah, yeah. But if you don't have that, then you don't need it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why it's important to work out your goal, where yeah. you really would be. Otherwise, you can get so confused in, oh, I've taken too much of this, or what you might have. It just depends if you're competing for something or if you've got a fight coming up. But if it's generally to kind of lose a few pounds and just feel and look better, then maybe yeah, it can be yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, just, just balance this out. I, I believe in, in balance and healthy um, lifestyles that you can adopt you know you you can have party in the weekend with friends have a few drinks uh, but you know when you come back to, to to train you eat well and you eat what support you during your daily activity mm, absolutely yeah. we mentioned about finding a reliable source now with the millions of sources out there how do you find a reliable <laughs> source that will actually give you information rather than like fabricated bullshit <laughs> It's, it's actually hard as it's because obviously marketing is a team thing now and yeah. everyone tries to sell something, right? So um, I've, I found with nutrition, uh, most information that I get is from article, like uh, with, you know, like approved websites, for example, ITPMs, uh, all this. And then also it's in the book and you don't need to know much. Like, you know, I'm curious about this. I read more about nutrition dense food and, you know, food that's better when you frozen it or mm. when you cook it straight away, but you don't need to. You just need to buy an app to calculate your calorie, right? Yeah. And then you need to shirt, research to see, you know, what calorie in certain amount of food and what recommended as a balanced plate, you know? So trying to meet your protein goal first and then calf and then choose a healthy fat because saturated fat is, um, unsaturated fat is not good for you. There's more healthy fats, for example, nuts is full fat, avocado is full fat, but high calorie though. Yeah. So when you know about it, you're limited on that. You still need fat. Fat is good for you. It's good for your joints and all the stuff. Uh, it's help you to, to, to have energies as well. You know, carb is for short term energy. It's break down faster. And the fat is take a little bit more long term. Every ingredient in food, every vitamins and stuff, like is all good for you. Uh, however, just knowing how much portion of each and you know how to manage it so as comply with your goals mm, that's 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 the main thing of nutrition yeah i'm wondering yeah. with nutrition the aspect of cooking where i've you know I, I know this might sound perhaps quite obvious but i've only thought kind of recently about the role that actually preparing your own food and cooking it can be yeah. so crucial in actually tracking calories and i guess having a more reliable metric especially with portion sizes where if you go to restaurants and you might suddenly have too much or too little yeah. or not quite know how important is cooking you personally cook a lot of your own food right yeah, I cook my own food. Um, it's so easy in Saigon to just order in and say, but you know, like, you, yeah, you can't keep track of what you intake in. Um, but for me, I'm quite busy as well. My schedule is everywhere. So I just work out the recipes that's using a lot of oven, just throw it in, and then it's done. I do one or two time food prep a, day, uh, a week, and then it's done for the whole week. So I prep in advance. Uh, I cook the rice in patches. I cook, you know, for example, I like the roasted. Um, pork, like the lean pork, the tenderloin one. It's very easy, just rub in some spices around it and throw in the ovens or baking the salmons, baking the chicken. So I use a lot of herbs to just inflavor the, the food while not adding much of calorie. Mm. Yeah, and then I session it and you know, protein, like my meals is like protein, carb, veggie. Yes, and then use obviously coconut oil or olive oil to cook, and that's that's the main thing to keep the calorie down. Uh, when you get a lot of cheese or get a lot of like oily stuff, then where does the calorie going up? So just avoid the high calorie Absolutely. components. That's mm. all. Y your I guess passion for nutrition, or I guess your interest, enthusiasm in it. When did was this similar time to the fitness? So twenty fifteen yeah, to seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so when we start training, I, I'm aware of, like, you know, people said nutrition is very important when you train, but then when they see the place of my partner would eat, and I just, like, I can't leave like this. <laughs> so I need to find a way, you know, like, yeah, yeah. history sell of us, food is fuel. You just eat because you need it, and then you go training. But I was just like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. So, yeah, but now he changed. He changed. He had yeah. good food, so he's spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good to have, like, that internal representation of food where a lot of the times I sit with friends who are going through kind of diets and fitness journeys and 
explorations into nutrition and they'll be almost demonizing like the pizza for example and i'm like no do not demonize like it, it is literally what it is and it should be cherished and enjoyed yeah. in moderation that's yes, the key yes. and having that say for example excitement for your food where it sounds to me i can just kind of tell by hearing you speak that you enjoy looking at like the protein, the carbs, yeah. the veggies and seeing how it all comes together and actually having that interest in what you're eating. Because for example, if you look at like your chicken breast and your broccoli and your internal representation is it's boring or it's starving you or depriving you from something you'd rather have, yeah. then you won't stick for it for very long. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the, the key things of, of like, like I said, the 80% of, you know, smarter choice and better food, but 20% of soul food is very important because you can't just stick with a diet that's give you no choice. You have to enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Both fitness and nutrition. I think that's crucial. Yeah. And I'm wondering both from fitness and nutrition about say you personally, Mia, what were you like say before and after? As in what kind of mental, physical or overall benefits have you received as a result of going down this path of your fitness and nutrition journey? Uh, I think it's a lot of, of, um, of benefits, uh, both mentally and physically, really. Um, but usually when people come to a fitness and nutrition journey, is people have in mind what they can see. So physically, you know, everyone wants to look fitter, everyone wants to have modified shape and in a better shape. Uh, but the mental is, is, is as, uh, as equally important because you can see that your productivity improve, your mood improve, your sleep improve <laughs> and the feeling that I think I don't know about other people but speaking on my experience the feeling of you are capable and empowered is a very very important especially for women because a lot of the time we don't like we're neglecting the time that we use for self it's called self-care but self-care is not just face facial or you know creams and look pretty you know it's, it's also how you feel inside and then it's go hand in hand because when you feel that you, you feel more confident and when you feel more confident it's nothing compared to a, a woman who confident you glow absolutely yeah no it does show up actually like I used to wonder like for example the outside whether it be with some of my friends or individuals I think some different energy and I couldn't quite put my finger until I realized they were just doing the small habits and yes. doing the basics like really yeah. well and you did notice just a huge transformational impact through smaller things and it was just incredible to witness and it makes me wonder about the preparation aspect the reason I ask you is the other day I ended up scheduling a couple of evening meetings too late and I ended up eating too late and I did what we all do from time to time and I didn't have my gym kit ready etc uh, for the next morning and so like everyone I kind of had that bad day where I woke up and I was sluggish and I was kind of missing the fire and missed my training and then realized I kind of suffered for that and I didn't beat myself up because it happens every now and then yeah. and I've generally been good for a while but I, I realized a huge part was I hadn't prepared adequately I hadn't set aside those five or ten minutes which I usually do religiously yeah. that gave me the edge and make sure that when I face resistance I actually go and do it yeah. and so it, it, it brought me and it's brought home to me and it's because it's raw to me I'm just wondering asking you preparation how important is that where even if it's a few minutes just to prep up for the week ahead like we mentioned earlier or know mentally what workout you'll do tomorrow or what time you'll do this or even just to lay out your gym kit etc how important is the preparation aspect to make sure you follow through with your commitment it's, it is very important and that's why you have to find the environments where you know like you have to set up the environments where it least resistant for you to to set up to do things that you you know if you enjoy it it's different but if you like you know push yourself to do it so yes, so that's why I always do my food prep, even though it's not perfect or sometimes it's sluggish, sometimes I can't do it, but always coming back to it and trying to, to prepare in advance. And also that's why people love KPF class because you just come in, you don't have to prep things. If I go to gym and I have to think about what I do, I will end up not doing it or not doing as much as I should be. Yeah. But when I have someone keep my capabilities and just like, here you go, do it. And then, you know, the, the environments that everyone just trying their hardest. So I try my hardest as well, not to compare with themselves, but trying to, to push myself mm. to, to in at that environment. I have that vibe. And yeah. um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's very important that you five the balance, but also finding the environment that support you. So the resistance not too 
much that you can actually overcome it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that aspect of resistance. Where I remember reading in a book that as soon as you wake up, you have I think two. There were two different examples. One was five seconds to do your push-ups and get out of bed. One was two minutes before you the say if you want to go on a run, you have two minutes to actually think of going on the yeah. run before the resistance stops yeah. you. And I'm lucky that I have a, a gym on the eighth floor, just two floors up. So I know that if I by the time if I get the thought of oh don't go today. I'll go up. I'll I'll literally run to that. By the time I'm at the gym, like the resistance is gone because I'm there. Yeah. So you might as well do it. Yeah. And that's what I love with your um, KBF, where you get into the classroom. Sorry, the classroom, the studio. You get to class, and then it, you're in it. Yeah, and if yeah, you're in it, it you can't really and quit you, then. You, and you can't think like you don't have exactly. To think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you just do it, and then you come out after yeah. this. And by the time you thought, you're done. So yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, and I also love the aspect of I guess from a leadership position, you have to like walk the talk, as we mentioned earlier, and you have to make sure that you're also on top of your game, both I guess for your personal well-being, but also to um, encourage and motivate your your clients as well because they're going to look at you and if you're not walking the talk you know even if you look like you are like i think people know if you know yes, what i mean yes. people intrinsically yeah. know she's not really there or yeah. she's kind of not the real deal but if you are genuinely performing people can tell you know what i mean yeah so, yeah it's, it's it's also it's it's one of the challenges that we have as as a coach and as business owner because like i said you know we start the class at six so five thirty we have to be in the gym that's mean we have to wake up at five and then we finish at eight so the last class is seven to eight so we're not getting home until eight if i don't prepare well it's so easy to push like and you're active in the class as well so it's easy to say like you know it's not a priority to train but it is it's not it's not a negotiable like you need to train because you need to keep on top of your game you need to be feeling good because when you train you're feeling good and you can be energized and motivating for people, especially in our classes, set up is very like the energy is high. I sweat when I I coach the class, so you know like people generally can feel your energies, how you're leading them, how you know like if they have a bad day, they feel sluggish when they come in. They have a coach motivates them. They they can do better. But if you just like dim down with them, <laughs> then you know no one motivates anyone, right? Exactly, so so yeah. it will be a. a Along as 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it helps you enjoy the process more if you're prepared, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fail to prepare, prepare to fail, and all those quotes. Um, I'm wondering about your daily routine because we mentioned if you start at six, yeah. you have to be in there for 5.30 and you'll finish at eight. You'll have to have adequate time for preparation, for reflection, for training, for sleep, for nutrition, for diet, for everything. Yes. What's, what would a typical day in the life of me look like, <laughs> I guess? So usually it's, I, I wake up early at five and, and get ready and be in the gym at 5.30. I will have my coffee. I need my coffee <laughs> <laughs> to wake up. It's, um, it's a must. I'm big grumpy if I'm not having my coffees. But then I go to class. Uh, usually we have, depends on the days. I have two, three class or I can have like, the maximum I have about five sessions uh, BT and classes and then um, during you know after 10 we don't have class anymore and I don't take client after 10 and 10 to 2 uh, 10 to 2 is um, the time that I can do with paperwork or the business aspect of it but I have break uh, sorry 10 to 12 right and then I, I have break from 12 to 2 so to eat have 30 minute nap and then power up again and then 2 to 4 that's where I usually do the rest of the work that I have to do, um, and then admin wise. Yeah, of course. And then uh, four is where the time coaching back until eight. Mm, I'm wondering, yeah. uh, this might be tough to answer, how much of your, let's say, work is admin and paperwork and like, let's say, the business side of things versus the actual training? How is the split? Uh, it will be 50-50. 50-50. Yeah, because um, my, my partner, he do most more coaching than I do um, but he can't deal with the bang he can't deal with and and also we are small startup so we have to do everything so I have to do the marketing put the balls and things like that and create content and stuff to, to put it online make it visible because mm. obviously we have a good product but if we're not out there people don't know about exactly, us exactly yeah. and um, so 50 50 yeah but then you know like I'm trying to schedule one of the afternoon for example my fri Friday's afternoon I'm free so that is self-care for girls, you know, yes. if I need to shopping, skincare, or massage, or scheduling there. Uh, Saturday, usually we're quite busy because it's a day that people can train, mm. so we full with PT and classes, but we have Sunday off. Excellent. So, yeah. yeah, Sunday's your, I guess, yeah. day of yeah. rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
day of no plan. Nice. What would you usually do on a Sunday to wind down away from work? Um, usually we wake up late and have a little bit light in. Um, we go for coffee and breakfast with friends. Usually we don't get to do it. So we just quick breakfast and go. Yeah. Um, sometimes lunch with friends and sometimes we go for see movies or, you know, rock climbing, whatever. It's like yeah. activities that's, that's keep us engaging. And during that Sunday, like I can imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, you get quite good insights about the week ahead because yeah. you've given yourself that kind of relaxation yeah, and yeah. that kind of stepping away from work yeah. where I, I, I can be like a workaholic. So I know the, the working, if you're passionate about your work, yeah. which I believe you are, yeah. then you can obviously be like focused on that a lot, but sometimes you do need to just step away. Yeah, yeah. It, it is important to, to, to have the balance because, you know, um, when, when you do something on your own, it's like you have your own business. It's really hard to separate and especially I, I have this with my partner of as course. well. So, yeah, yeah. so sometimes we find ourselves talk about work at home and things like that. But we're trying to be more aware of it and having a cutting point yes. where we just like that's it and we deal with it tomorrow and you know we can't do it now. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it tough sometimes but it's rewarding. It's rewarding because you know we know that um, we create our own path. We we work on what we love and we create the community with, you know, like minded people. We love what we do and uh, we see that, you know, we create a value that people appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Is that your primary motivator, knowing that people like take value and real encouragement of the work you do? Yeah, yeah. We find, it's, you know, people value different things and things like that. So we're trying to attract the people who, who value the same thing as we do. Mm. So we take our job seriously. We, we train people with proper methods and we're learning to, to do it. We, we're not doing it in, you know, like ease just passing by and another another you know we, we do it from heart yeah. so we, we want someone who you know we, we hope that people can see that from us and and really is people just come to us because they appreciate it they see the value that they're getting if not or what they come to. <laughs> exactly yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and seeing client progress is is the most satisfying ever i love my job because of that mm. because i see mom never think that they can do kickboxing no they can do kickboxing see mom seeing their progress from you know, can't even do one push-up now, five push-up on the road, ten push-up on the road. And I always tell them, you know, to cherish and celebrate every single small victory because, you know, it's progress and it's progress should be cherished because that's give you the motivation and motivation to go to do better. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And especially tailoring goals to individuals where some people's goals might be just to do five push-ups. It's like, great. Yeah. You've achieved your goal. You've yeah. got your personal record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just really, I think having the kindness to yourself of knowing that, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in the journey. If you were better than you were last week, perfect. Yeah, like, you're yeah, the only yeah. person you can compare and yourself to. And even if you want to have a step back, then, you know, just, just get back on track and step forward because, you know, like moms come in and so like, can't sleep last night. <laughs> like, my kid was creaming yeah. and it's like, okay, so I go light today. You know, I won't push you. Yeah. But the fact that they committed and they still show up for mm. training is already a win. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so easy to like, I'm not coming. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm tired. So I'm lack of sleep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if you if they actually show up, I like the fact that you have the compassion and empathy where you'll think, okay, they've had this, so let's kind of tailor it in this way and not being soft. And that's yes, the key. Yes. Not, not being soft, but being empathetic. Yeah. And that's crucial. I interviewed a PT couple recently, actually. One thing that struck me was they mentioned they want their clients to improve. They want them to be hard. They want them to be tough. But they want to make sure they come back. So don't be too tough and too demanding yeah, and like yeah, screaming at them and that's, punishing them. That's yeah. one of the, 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 the sites that's very important for clients. Uh, for, for personal trainers because it's personal so it's very very you you have to connect with your clients and you have like you know you're locking in was like they're very vulnerable in front of you they do something that they're not good at they need your have your guidance so use the one who gave them the right measurement the right um, knowledge the the right method to do it obviously it still come from their need to you know their discipline their commitment to come and show up into to the session but how you make them feel in the session is how you, you can empower them. You know, like you can encourage them or push them when you need to push mm. and give them a little break and, you know, a little tap on the shoulder that you, you're having up today. Of course. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very important to have yeah. that sensitive in it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And also gauging the goal and the progress like yes. we've alluded to throughout this conversation. Yeah. Is there anyone who's really had an impact on you? I think you mentioned your partner trained you during yeah. that period where you perhaps weren't too keen to go back in the gym. Anyone, 
I'm sure he has as well, but anyone, say him or uh, other, who have really impacted you on your own journey? Um, it's not, I think, I think, you know, sometimes a job choose you, and also mm. sometimes things happen in life that's, you know, push you in that direction. Uh, for me, it's, he's my capabilities and also my coach because he teaches me well in kickboxing. And, um, but for the fitness journeys, I have a handful of, of influences that um, is actually, they are good at what they do. And I follow them and they as an inspiration for me to, to get it better. So, you know, I wouldn't say one person, sure. but, but uh, a couple. A couple, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And I guess in terms of, let's say, self-development type things, what are some really important, I guess, rituals, tools or practices that you have, as in learning from others or reading or doing your due diligence? Are there any main, I guess, self-development practices that you have to keep you on top of your game? Yeah, I, um, I believe that's in, especially fitness, it, it taught us to be very humble because, you know, you not always achieve what you set out to do. And as soon as you stop, you can see that <laughs> you struggle, you know, at just how fast you get back into it. And I, I admire people who have the discipline because, you know, first you have to, to, to like something and then you commit to it and then the commitment becomes a discipline. So it's, it's non-negotiable anymore and you show up and when you show up, the result comes. Um, for my career, I think reflection is one of the tools that I use quite a lot. Um, after a session, I always come back and think what have been well and happened, how my client today is. Or even in my session, I will analyze this and see like what can I do better, why I am, you know, can't perform as I want it to be, and you know what can I do better next time. And in general, in life as well, it's business and everything. You take time for things. Of you course. don't rush it, and just always have the awareness that you know thing might change, adapt to it, and what can reflection to to get the lesson out. Of it. Mm. How can you do better next? Definitely. One thing that I'm sure you had to learn you know, to cope with, and you had to think right. We have to kind of find a way to deal or make the best out of this situation is the pandemic. And yes. when you mentioned that you began in 2019, you know, my internal brain. Whenever someone says I started yeah. this in 2019, <laughs> I go, well, what did you have to deal with a few months later? Yes. So COVID but, but for you. Yes, yeah. yes. As a, a pandemic is actually that's that's where you you see like you know the mental um, aspect of it, where how you look at things. You know, it's easy to be victimhood and to say that you know. It's so hard for business and you know things like that. But what with us is the time that we find is very it's challenging, but it, it tests our our um, ability. During the the pandemic, we train every single day. We host online class for our members, and we know how much it impacts them. It's like we have lots of tests after the the pandemic is six months. Yeah. Four months, is six months, four, six months, yeah. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. um, like, you know, they they said, you know, they don't know what to do without the, the online class because we host a 6 a.m. class and then 6 p.m. class every day. And every Sunday, um, uh, every Saturday, Sunday out of uh, day, but sun, uh, every Saturday we will host a challenge. So just every minute on a minute challenge. So we have a minute to do, you know, how many barbies or, um, push up or things like that. So we literally train with people every single day, and I think that's how it get us through the pandemic. Mm. We even uh, as it's was funny to think about that because we just had the apartment ourselves, right? So we do a little funny challenge of let's stay active at home. So we've been creative. We do the Winter Olympic by you know using couch pillow to slide on the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. or jump over the water bottle and we engage all our member doing the same thing yeah. and we just it was hard but it was fun at the same time and when we look back we said that this is the the test for our adaptabilities mm -hmm. and how we can you know uh, and how much how meaningful the the community is to, to be there to have each other exactly. and to motivate each other yeah. and get through the tough time I, I love that explanation where things like that perhaps we we knew were important before but we really saw things like routine making sure you're up at a certain point doing your thing things like community having that support network things like having like a childlike and that's a positive thing 
childish, I'm not sure, but childlike is good. Having a childlike nature to do things like the Winter Olympics or yeah, to yeah, jump yeah. over a water bottle yeah. and just be creative and innovative in times of, say, struggle. Because yeah. then it will show you kind of what is important and also that adaptability that when things get back to normal, I, hate, I don't know if that word can still be used, but you know, the new <laughs> yeah, normal, yeah. then you can still thrive. Yeah, I think yeah, that's absolutely yeah. crucial. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's, 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 it's um, and we, we class that it's over, but yeah, we, we think we did well during that time. It's, it's helped us mentally and it's helped other people. Well. Absolutely. Before we get to the final stage of the conversation, Mia, I, I ask this question to every guest because a lot of the times they'll come here and they'll have something in their mind that they really want to share and I might not ask it. So the question is, has there been a question I've not asked you that you would have liked me to ask you or you <laughs> expected me to ask you but for some reason I didn't? Uh, not really, but why I'm here is I know that you have an audience who listen to the, the podcast. Um, I personal I would like to share with, with people based on my experience, my journeys and also that's why I'm here and also my client journeys. That's in whatever you do, fitness is, is a, a, a life journey and, and it is necessary, it's, it's a must, it's, it's taking care of your, your health and your well-being in the long term. So if you haven't found something you like yet, find something you like and stick with it. And you know, be patient with yourself, and um, really, really stick with it until you find find the environments that were least resistant. Yep, supporting and and uh, accountabilities, whatever is help you to get through the beginning level, and then you will start enjoy the journey. That's where you go a long way. I love. Have you heard of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? Yes. It's almost yeah. a reference there of making yeah. it easy, making it accessible. Yeah. Yeah, like making the cue on point. Yeah. And yeah, doing yeah. all of these things yeah. is the most. Whatever is help. Yes. A little. Exactly. A yeah, little. Yeah. But everything needs effort, so mm. you need to put in a little bit of effort as fast. But yeah. then when it comes naturally, it's, it's less of the effort. Yeah. Then you'll reap the rewards. Yes. Final question: If we had this conversation in a year's time, so October 2023, and I said to you, "Hey, Mia, how's business going? How are you doing personally? How's things?" developing mm-hmm. what would you like to be telling me about what you've achieved in the last year I would like to say that you know KPI would have with people I have more people asking me about nutrition fitness uh, I love to share it with people and have more impact on people so obviously uh, that's why I do my job and and I hope that more and more women's get into kickboxing because such a good way to to feel capable and empowerment it's, it's, it's an art you know you never stop learning from it and it's pretty cool to, to be able to do kickboxing as a girl as well. Nice. Excellent. I love that. I love that final message and I love generally most of the concepts we've discussed today of resilience, environment, community, pushing yourself, being kind, having that reflection and much more. Thank you very much Mia. I really thank appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed the, the chat as well and thank you for having me. All the best with your future projects. Thank you.